0: Hi, you're listening to Coffee Talk. I am your host, Liv Alliston. I have Carrie Copling with me here today. Hello. And today we're talking about finding joy and purpose in the mundane. So we're both stay-at-home moms. Mm-hmm. Um, we have most of our life is mundane. <laughs> I feel. Sounds <laughs> an awful lot like mundane And they kind of go together. They do, <laughs> right? don't they? Um, so, Carrie, what feelings do you think of? What What comes up when? you think of all the mundane tasks that you have in any given day to accomplish
1: oh my goodness my first fleshly (laughs) feelings (laughs) are all negative (laughs) i think it's dread it's heavy it's boring yes boring was what i wrote down boring right and repetitive extremely repetitive
0: That's what I think of. So I'm a taskless person. Mm-hmm. And so dishes, laundry, they're never ending. Uh, never Forever. ending. And so I can't just check it off my list and no. I'm done. No. And so there's this like, I'm, it's like I'm defeated before the day even yes. begins. I'm it's like, so you true. know what? What does it even matter? It's just going to be here tomorrow. You that's know? right. Um, and usually exhaustion. Yes. Is also a, I a, agree. a thought. So that's how we feel. <laughs> and now we're going to go to God's word <laughs> and tell us how we should feel about it. So um, we've got a few scriptures um, that we want to go over. First thing that I really want to talk about is Jesus' first miracle of turning Mm. water to wine, which is it's an interesting first miracle. I'm going to read John two, one through 11. The next day, there was a wedding celebration in the village of Cana in Galilee. Jesus's mother was there and Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the celebration. The wine supply ran out during the festivities. So Jesus's mother told him they have no more wine. Dear woman, that is not our problem. Jesus replied, my time is not yet come. But his mother told the servants, do whatever he tells you. Standing nearby were six stone water jars used for Jewish ceremonial washing. Each could hold 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus told the servants, Fill the jars with water. When the jars have been filled, he said, Now dip some out and take it to the master of ceremonies. So the servants followed his instructions. When the master of ceremonies tasted the water that was now wine, not knowing where it had come from, though of course the servants knew, he called the bridegroom over. A host always serves the best wine first, he said. Then when everyone has had a lot to drink, he brings out the less expensive wine, but you have kept the best until now. This miraculous sign at Cana in Galilee was the first time Jesus revealed his glory and his disciples believed him. There's a lot to take away from that one, but what I really want to focus on today with what we're talking about is that there was a simple mundane task Mm -hmm. that he asked the servants to do. Mm -hmm. Fill the jars with water and then go bring it to the master. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty <laughs> That's pretty ordinary. Pretty ordinary. <laughs> and because they obeyed in that ordinary task, it revealed the glory of God mm-hmm. and it launched Jesus' earthly ministry mm-hmm. and became the first miracle in his ministry. Most of what you see, the great the heroes of the faith mm-hmm. and Abraham and everybody like they all had tiny tasks. Yes. Some of them have large tasks, but they were all yes. They all at some point had something mundane and ordinary and not remotely amazing yes. to do. Mm-hmm. And when they followed in obedience, God blessed them and yeah. they re- he revealed himself to mm-hmm. them. Which is the, the highest purpose. Right. So I want to read another. I probably won't read all of this, um, but I will go ahead and just re- make some references. John 13, 14 through 17 is when Jesus is washing the disciples' feet and he's basically saying, you know, as I've done, washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet yes. um, and do the example that I, that I've set. And then Mark nine thirty three through 35, whoever wants to be first must take last place and be the servant mm-hmm. of everyone else. Mm-hmm. And then the the last verse I want to touch on Matthew 25, 31 through 46. I'm just going to go ahead and read that one. It's a little bit long. But when the son of man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit upon the glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered in his presence, and he will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you for the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me into your home. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you cared for me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, "'Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink, or a stranger and show you hospitality, or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you?' And the king will say, "'I tell you the truth. When you did it to the one of the least of my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me.' Then the king will turn to those on the left and say, "'Away with you, you cursed ones, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his demons. For I was hungry and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty and you didn't give me a drink.' I was a stranger and you didn't invite me into your home. I was naked and you didn't give me clothing. I was sick and in prison and you didn't visit me. Then they will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and not help you? And he will answer, I tell you the truth, when you refused to help the least of these brothers and sisters, you were refusing to help me and they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous will go into eternal life. Mm -hmm. So the Bible obviously places great emphasis on on serving. Yep. Um, and that was Jesus set that example throughout his ministry. I mm-hmm. mean his entire ministry was built on pouring himself out yes to others. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and that was the example that he set for us. That passage basically shows that our mundane has eternal ramifications. So this what I wanted to note is that that's that passage is not talking about salvation being works-based. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't do this, this, or this, then you're going to be thrown into hell. Sure, right. um, it's not you know we have to do certain things uh, to earn God's love or to earn our entrance into heaven. But it's really about heart posture. Mm-hmm. If you truly love God, then you will obey Him, yeah. and therefore you will follow in His ways. And if you don't do what Jesus modeled, mm-hmm. being a servant, then that yeah. obviously reveals that your heart is either was never belonged to Him in mm-hmm. the first place, mm-hmm. or that it's misaligned. With him in some way. So as Christians, our heart posture should be that of being other focused. Yes. uh, Servant minded. There was a Paul David Tripp quote that I found says, if God doesn't rule your mundane, then he doesn't rule you because that is where you live. Mm. Ouch. That's 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 the word that I wrote down (laughs) when I read it. I was like, whoa,
1: (laughs) I needed to hear that because I know it. I know that my head knows it. But when it's put that way, it really challenges me to consider whether or not I believe it. Am I living that out or Mm not? Um, Because I find myself kicking against it so much as if it's not valuable enough. There's more. Like Mm -hmm. there has to be something more. It can't just be these little things. Mm -hmm. You know, what am I missing or what am I doing wrong that Mm -hmm. like, like this is it. And it's easy, I think, to in like just to compare just to, you don't even realize you're doing it, but you compare whether it's social media or conversations, you know, with people, maybe you don't get to see as much. And so you're sharing Mm -hmm. highlights, you know, of what God's done or how he's using you and all of this.
0: And um, it can seem like the bigger things are the more important things. Growing up when I was trying to figure out, you know, getting ready to go to college and, you know, what am I going to do with my life and all that? (laughs) I still don't know. (laughs) (laughs) When I was, you know, in that transition I, I remember telling my mom, I just want to do something big. Yes. I just feel like God's calling me to do something yes. big. I don't know. We even know what it is, but it's something grand, mm-hmm. like something extraordinary. And, you know, I'm married and have kids and that's, that's you know, what I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but I think that there have been, been times, um, not as much recently, but definitely a lot of times in the past when I'm discontent because... I don't think I'm doing something big, that God has called me to do. Like I thought He had called me to do, and so Mm. I think what when I realized that I my definition of what's big. You know, yes. what's extraordinary is not his definition yes. of what's big and extraordinary. I am raising up my children, yes. the next generation. I mean, it's like we're an army, right? Yeah. God's people were an army and we're in a, a spiritual battle and I'm raising up little warriors. Mm-hmm. And that's a big deal. It is. That's a, an extraordinary task. And it's just really retraining your mind to to view it differently. Mm-hmm. Because the mundane, that's, that's where you live. Yes. <laughs> yes. And everybody...
1: Like even there's other people in the Bible, you mentioned it yourself earlier too, just about how, I think sometimes when we think of the Josephs and the Davids and the, you know, the big names, if you will, in scripture that have their own stories mm-hmm. <laughs> in children's mm-hmm. church, Yes, we think of those big things that God did in their life and we forget about all the mundane that led into it or that prepared mm-hmm. them for it or mm-hmm. that came in between. Mm-hmm. Like they'd have a high moment, but then they'd come back down to the, because that is where we live. Mm -hmm. The high moments and the big moments aren't
0: the majority of anybody's Mm -hmm.
1: life. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, just you consider how many truly exciting and extraordinary and astounding things that, that you do in a day or even, even a week or a month. I mean, that's how few and far between they are. (laughs) Right. But then you consider the mundane that, that consumes basically your every minute. And Mm -hmm. then the mundane far outweighs the extraordinary. I mean, mm-hmm. there's just there's way more mundane moments yes. in your life, and you think of you mentioned David. I was thinking he he started out as a shepherd. Yeah, he probably smelled like a lot <laughs> of animal poop, <laughs> like our boys, like our <laughs> children. Yeah, but he started out, and he was faithful in his shepherding. Mm-hmm. He was obedience, mm-hmm. and God called him out to do something extraordinary. Yes, yes. but it first would involve being faithful mm-hmm. in the ordinary. Yes.
1: And I think too, like there's a lot of people, um, I had a Bible study teacher one time that helped me to think this way. Cause I don't, I'm fairly literal and black and white. And so I, I tend not to kind of suppose what might be behind the scenes when scripture's talking, but she brought to light, for example, the, when Jesus fed the 5,000 and the little boy brought his lunch and how there had to have been a mom at home that made that lunch. Oh, wow. For that kid. Yeah. And did she know, like she just made mm-hmm. his lunch, like she made mm-hmm. his lunch every day. Yep. I mean, that it just shows, it's just a good reminder of how all the things mm-hmm. are pulled together mm-hmm. in the way the Lord needs them to mm-hmm. for his purpose. And that's what gives them value. And that's what I have yeah. to remember a lot of the time mm-hmm. is that I tend to elevate certain things based off of probably pride. Right, right. Uh, and, and decide what has more value and then link that to my worth. And so then when I'm stuck in the mundane, I say stuck cause that's how it feels mm-hmm. when our perspective is off, you know, then, then somehow it's also attached to my value. And yet scripture doesn't talk about it that way at
0: all. Right. So and then how, how do we <laughs> application part? <Yes. laughs> how do we find purpose in the mundane? Well, I think
1: the obvious answer of course is to go back to scripture But I think there's also like tangible things that we can do to help ourselves remember. Mm -hmm. So one of the passages that I was thinking of regarding to, to finding purpose or remembering the purpose in the mundane is in Ephesians 5. I was first thinking about the armor of God. When I went to Ephesians, I was first thinking about the armor of God and how it's not selective on who that's for. Like, mm-hmm. if you're a pastor, you need the armor of God. Or mm-hmm. if you're, you know, a public speaker, you need the armor of God. It's for Christians. We're all given it. It's part of our inheritance, mm-hmm. which I think is important to remember. Mm-hmm. Like, if every if every Christian needs the armor of God, mm-hmm. then all the roles and all the yeah. things that we're doing... Even the playing ...are <laughs> important. Absolutely. But I backed up into... Um, chapter 5 and I'm just going to start in verse 15 and I think it goes through 21 and so it says look carefully then how you walk not as unwise but as wise making the best use of the time because the days are evil therefore do not be foolish but understand what the will of the Lord is And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, and be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. That's like right in the middle of, in my Bible it's titled, Walk in Love, Mm -hmm. and how we should be imitators of Christ, just like Mm -hmm. you were talking about in those other passages. Um, that he has set that example for us and as imitators of him, then to sing hymns and songs and to remind ourselves of truth Mm -hmm. and of who he is and our place before him. Mm -hmm. And just that because of all of that, there is value in what we've been called to do, Mm -hmm. even if it's mundane today and tomorrow and every day.
0: Yeah, I think to finding, uh, having a right Right motivation. Yes. Um, so instead of it being, you know, I'm I'm doing this because I have to. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you're that's mm-hmm. going to cultivate resentment. Mm-hmm. You know, discontentment in your heart. As Christians, we've already said it. Is our goal, our design, is to bring glory to God. Mm-hmm. So it's not about my comfort or mm-hmm. my desires or what I want to do. Mm-hmm. It's about God's glory and his obedience to his commands. Mm-hmm. It's not just you're doing the mundane tasks just out of obligation. You know, it's just like the passage we read in Matthew. Like what I do ha- can have eternal ramifications. Mm-hmm. When, when you put the, the weight of that on mm-hmm. there of the mm-hmm. eternal perspective of why you're doing what you're doing. It's, it's for God's glory. It's yes. Re- he created me to be a mom. He gave me kids. Yes. And so that is his will for me. Mm-hmm. With, so I need to walk that out yes. in obedience mm-hmm. and in joy to bring glory to him. Whatever you do, you do as unto the Lord. Yes. Did you have that verse? You're I smiling. did too.
1: <laughs> yes. I wrote that one down because it's, it's a verse I definitely sometimes get too comfortable with. And so it doesn't always have the, the weight that it should. But mm-hmm. when I am able to take my thoughts captive, especially concerning these things, being a mom and being, you know, a stay at home mom. And like, that's like my whole world is within the walls of my house. And Mm -hmm. sometimes it, it does, it feels like, what is the purpose? Mm -hmm. feels like Mm -hmm. a prison. Sometimes
0: Sometimes that's a smelly, (laughs) crazy prison.
1: (laughs) Um, So remembering, so remembering that by doing it well, and by seeking the Lord well, and by trying to speak the gospel to myself as I, discipline it, as I repent, as I confess to my children that I messed up again. <laughs> that happened a lot in my house today. Mm-hmm. You know, and doing those things, that does bring him glory because it's
0: it's pointing us back to him. It's pointing mm-hmm. our children back to, them, mm-hmm. back to him. Mm-hmm. It's showing your kids, too. Um, I, I've had a lot of those moments as well, and I don't think it's a great thing when you apologize to your kid more than they apologize <laughs> to you because <laughs> you're just messing up so badly. Um, but it does show them... That, I mean, you know, through their disobedience and then also just through when we sin and falter and have to ask their forgiveness that Mm -hmm. that we are, we all fall short. Yes. And so it's a great teachable moment to to instruct them of this is how far away we are from Jesus. Like this is why we need Jesus so that was purpose. How do we find joy? <laughs> oh, the joy in the I think, I think they're obviously intertwined, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have the purpose, if you've got the I'm doing this for the glory of God, yeah. this is what he's called me to do. Mm-hmm. This is the path He's set me on. So if we do everything in worship of him, yes. then I think that joy is birthed and then flows out of us. But you do have to to transform your thinking change how you how you think about the mundane mm-hmm. that's something we have absolute control over. Yes. The Bible speaks to that, you know, a lot about re- kicking your thoughts captive like mm-hmm. you mentioned and renewing your mind and if it's just, wow, I just got to do this because I do this and I have to do it every day and right. I never <laughs> check it off my list and the laundry keeps going and if you just that, you know, that anger and resentment builds up but if you reframe your thinking of God placed me here, Mhm. nothing is wasted. Mm-hmm. I I am showing my children the love mm-hmm. that God is, has shown me, and and that is what we're supposed to do. And you're following Jesus's example, then that, in and of itself, the purpose that you have there behind that will produce the joy of, okay, I'm I'm I do have a big part to play yes. in God's kingdom.
1: Yes, I definitely um, just within the last week or so, the Lord was very clear to me about something that had become an idol in my life and I was trying to identify why that was so because it seems to it's a recurring theme it's a recurring issue and it shows up in different ways but every time it's kind of rooted in the same thing and part of it is attached to this concept of somehow like we talked about before the my values tied to the fact that I'm just I'm doing these mundane things and I'm missing out on something and therefore my life isn't you know producing much worth. And I had to kind of speak to my heart about that what God makes is good. He creates good things. Mm -hmm. And he created me. He created me here. He created me in this family. He created me for this purpose. And that's good. And it should be good enough. And we slip out of remembering that so easily, at least I do, that If he said it's good, then it's good. Mm -hmm. Just like in creation on Mm -hmm. each day and he saw it and it was good and it was Mm -hmm. good and it was good and it is good. There's a lot of joy in acknowledging that and owning Mm -hmm. that again and again and again in my Mm -hmm.
0: life. So when life bogs us down, because it absolutely will, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and when we lose sight of the joy and the purpose in the mundane, because we absolutely will, how can we then shift our focus and our gaze back to the eternal perspective Mm -hmm. of how God uses everything to accomplish his goodwill. Sure. Well, I was thinking, I think a couple like big things kind
1: of straight out of scripture and then some more like practical parts of that. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, definitely it's calling out our sin, the sin of um, what might be ingratitude. It might be covetousness of not Mm -hmm. having or not doing what someone else is doing um or pride for me a lot of those things Mm -hmm. just stem from pride Mm -hmm. i don't want to only be doing this i wanted to fill in the blank Mm -hmm. and acknowledging that that those are sin Mm -hmm. um and repenting of those helps to kind of reposition again Mm -hmm. it puts us Mm -hmm. on our face in humility before the lord we're where we should be
0: that requires self-awareness yes. as well you know yes. and so that's one thing that I'm better at I'm not no one's <laughs> ever perfect right at you know we can't see ourselves 100% of the time but I think having it incorporated into your daily prayer yeah Ephesians mm-hmm. one seventeen through 19 just enlighten the eyes of my understanding that I may see and know the truth like show me you know, just as David did, showing me any unclean way, yes. like created yes. me a clean heart. If there's anything that's, that I don't see mm-hmm. <laughs> that is not like you, please reveal it to me. Yes. And that's a painful process. Yes, it is. Um, but it's a necessary one. Yeah. If we are, if we do want to follow in obedience and mm-hmm. we do want to reflect his glory the way we should.
1: Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And then I think you used this phrase actually earlier, working it out which I think just involves some of the basics. Sometimes we just have to go back to the basics. So you pray, you know, to position yourself before the Lord. I think share, share your struggle um, with someone who's going to speak truth mm-hmm. to you, yeah. not just get on your bandwagon, but mm-hmm. point you back to the truth. Scripture We and all know who does that.
0: <laughs> you know, like, I mean, th- when I'm wanting to just like wallow, I know who to call. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> right? It's a lot easier to do that. It's yes. hard to... Make the good decision. The <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Some of the things I think sometimes we just have to have ways already planted in our life that mm-hmm. are going to be automatic reminders.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And for me, sometimes that's setting alarm an alarm for something to remind mm-hmm. me specifically, I want to do this thing, mm-hmm. whether it be pray, worship, you know, whatever it is, to take time to intentionally journal about things. Mm-hmm. Also in my house, it's art. I just have a lot of words in my house and a lot of them are scripture mm-hmm. and truth and just those constant reminders that are just
0: there around me mm-hmm. um, to help me with that. Yeah. Another thing that I uh, is that I wrote down is to just stop the cycle. Mm. So like when I'm going down the rabbit trail of, you know, well, this is stupid and why do I have to do this? Yes. And <laughs> this is not fair and all of that. I just physically just stop mm. whatever I'm doing mm-hmm. to break it because I, I don't give myself a lot of time to break. Process a lot. I'm a verbal processor, and there's some things I just don't want to deal with, so I just won't talk about it, and just purposefully not process certain things, um, and therefore I don't get fixed. You know, like I don't, I don't get healed. You know, inside. Yes. So I think just physically, just stopping, and then making that decision to to choose to set your mind on him. Sure. uh, What he's done, like Mm -hmm. you're saying, remember, and then I think that puts your situation in perspective when you remember all that. He has done. Yes, that will launch you into worship, mm-hmm. and to me, that's one of the biggest things that that really helps me uh, is worship because it takes the focus automatically off of you. Yes, and onto, you know, Jesus, where it should be. Mm-hmm. And when I think when you praise Him, it will always realign. Your heart with with His yeah, and realign agree. your your purposes with His purposes for mm-hmm. you, which is to display mm-hmm. His glory and it's actively worshiping. I think I've mentioned that before. Not not just listening to music in the background as I'm still sure. seething yes. over my current situation <laughs> and not really li- listening, you know, and letting it sink sink into my heart, and my yes. mind, but actively worshiping Him um, and engaging that always like snaps me out of whatever mm-hmm. funk yes. <laughs> that I am in. Oh,
1: absolutely. Because you can't do both.
0: You can't hold both in your
1: heart at the same time.
0: Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Carrie. This has been good talk. It's been good to be here. uh, Yeah. So we uh, are praying for you and have a wonderful day. We'll catch you next time.